0: a phenomenal proving ground for many of the fastest-growing fintech plays in the world today. Okay, let's roll.
1: Morning, guys. This is Matteo Rizzi. This is Breaking Payments, uh, belongs to the Breaking Banks Europe family. I'm the executive producer of the show. Today, we are with the uh, one of the great Breaking Payments partners, a pioneer. And we are going to talk about a topic that I confess it was uh, pretty new to me before I got into this conversation, but uh, you will see it becomes really interesting. I'm here with Tozi and we Welcome to Breaking Banks Europe.
0: Thanks very much, Matteo. Nice, uh, nice to have us here for sure.
1: Uh, Luis, please introduce yourself, TAP Nation gives us a little bit of background of the company and your role and then, uh, of course, Tozina will do the same. Louis, welcome. Thank
2: you. So, thank you to OSMI. Uh, so I'm the CFO of TAP Nation that I joined in November 2021. Um, for the topic, I previously did 6 years in advisory transaction services. So, in an M&A process, I was focused on due diligence. So I joined Tutap Nation in November 2021. The company was created in April 2019. It's uh, a company which is in a mob- mobile game industry. So uh, an industry which is uh, very very uh, fast in terms of transaction, and we we will reach uh, this year more than uh, $50 millions of dollars of revenue. So we uh, we went through a big uh, growth in only 3 years.
1: And you guys are in the gaming space, right?
2: Yeah, we are a publisher in the mobile game industry. So yeah. we mostly did do a partnership with studio to create a new game in hyper casual, but we also try to diversify with uh, sometimes some uh, to 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 buy a game uh, which is more uh, opportunistic uh, I mean a strategy.
1: Great, let's park that there because I want to know more about, about the business map. But uh, Tozi, by the way, I forgot to say one of the most important things about this show. Today's a round number, and I think that you know Pioneer deserves to the, the mention is episode one five zero. Oh my god, you know, it seems, yeah, it's a it's an achievement already for someone like me who, you know, the only thing that I can do daily is brush my teeth. The fact of having 150 episodes of the same show is great. Tosin, sorry for this uh, brief interruption, but, you know, welcome again. Please introduce yourself.
0: Thanks very much, Matteo, and super congratulations on hitting 150. I'm trying to think of something that I've done 150 times, and I'm really struggling. Brushing my teeth, for sure. But yeah, every, yeah. For <laughs> every week. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, my name is Tosin, and uh, I actually lead... Uh, business development within the SMB sector for Payoneer in Europe, and uh, I think most of us, you know, who've, who've been following this podcast, know who Payoneer is. And uh, I've been here for four years now, so it was four years uh, on as of last Saturday, which is medium tenure for, uh, for for Payoneer. We have lots of people who've been here for a long time, uh, testament to the, the great company it is. And prior to that, I worked for a company called iWelcome. It was in the, the lending space. So, and then prior to that, uh, I spent a lot of time jumping into sand pits as an Olympic athlete. So a, quite a diverse um, background, but like great to be here and, and looking forward to this conversation.
1: Uh, Tozin, I found fascinating, you know, from Olympic athlete to full fintech. I mean, I think it's a bright, is a bright leap. And, you know, I'm pretty sure that one day you will write a book about uh, how much in common these two spaces
0: uh, sure. <laughs> <these two> space <laughs> well, have. Matteo, I saw what you did there. You said it's a big leap. I saw what you did there. Very, very clever. I saw that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, guys, let's start, uh, you know, from the basics. Uh, uh, as you know, I'm not an expert in MMA, but I am an investor, a venture capitalist for the past uh, 10 years. And I know that the last mile for every startup or SMEs is either an IPO or an exit by being bought. So, Tozin, why are we even talking about this and what's the relationship with Pioneer?
0: Good question. Good question. So, if you think about what Pioneer is about, right, we are predominantly about SMBs. Yes, we have the enterprise side as well, and they both go hand in hand. So. When you think about SMBs, SMBs have got to start somewhere. They start generally quite small. You know, sometimes you know, someone like yourself might invest into an SMB and they can start like slightly bigger. And Louis has got some big experience there as well. But they generally start quite small, and and they just got different stages of growth. So for some, it's you know, growing their customer base. For some, it's real product driven growth. Others, it's it's more organic. They've got like a loyal following, and and others talking about what we're here. For. To talk about today is the acquisition piece, right? So you know, Pioneer really wants to be a company and really prides ourselves on being a company that is there for the SMBs when they're going through that whole growth stage. And like the final mile, like you mentioned before, is when they potentially IPO or maybe they are, you know, or they get bought. So why we're here talking about it today? It's because Payoneer really starts the SMB, working with the SMB when they're really, really small, and really is, you know, has a consultative relationship with our clients until they get to that final mile. But I guess you know, Louis, is the expert here, right? Because you've been involved in this kind of industry for a long time, right, Louis?
2: Yeah, yeah. I was, I but uh, I was only for uh, mainly for mid and large cap, but also from a smaller and medium uh, uh, business. And uh, yes, for sure that uh, we we go to uh, to m according to uh, strategy it could be customer base product driven as you say. Uh, from our side, it was um, I it, it was for both uh, and for volume and uh, the. For the the small company, we have some pro to be flexible, entrepreneurship with entrepreneurship spirits. but sometimes we lack of structure of com- for compliance for that legal and for payment transaction. So it's good to have a good partnership like Pioneer to help us to secure M and A, a M&A process.
1: But wait a second, guys. So, so the I there must have been a before and after, right? Because uh, companies has been you know buying companies uh, forever right and uh, I'm curious about uh, you know how fast uh, is or was the digitization journey you know of, of, of the process and don't forget you know the people think that is as simple as write a check and say hey you know please uh, come over now, as of now we are a single company even as a you know with a bit of a common sense you understand that there are a million of other implications amongst which you know regulation hr procedure products tech it etc cetera, etc cetera. but here we are talking specifically about some uh, like digital tools to make it smoother so guys help you know our auditors and myself as well a little bit to like uh, understand
0: the journey tosin Yeah. Happy to take this one as well. So, I mean, recently we're seeing this across the board. When you think about, you know, M&A activity, you know, I I hope I'm allowed to joke here. When you think about maybe Elon Musk trying to buy Twitter maybe, or or Facebook buying Instagram, that's typically what you think of, but it definitely happens on a much smaller level, on the SMB level. And it's definitely not straightforward. You know, in our ecosystem, in Payne's ecosystem, we've seen, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of, Of smaller brands being purchased or acquired by larger brands and one of the biggest trends at the moment is the the amazon aggregator space where you've got these large amazon aggregators and their whole business model and vcs have invested you know millions if not billions in some of them is to purchase high performing amazon e-commerce brands globally and that is their whole business model and this is you know from a someone who's selling the business perspective, it's not straightforward. It causes them lots of sleepless nights. There's so many different, you know, parts of the business that they have to hand over the rights to. It's not an overnight thing. It's something that generally takes, you know, you know, three, three to four months. So they go in there, you know, they get a valuation and then, you know, the company then is really underwriting and looking at how profitable the business is. And then, you know, depending on the country that they're in, is it a US company? Is it a EU company? There's many different rules and regulations in terms of purchasing the business. Like it's really not that straightforward creates a lot of stress but overall i think the the, the reason for doing it is it because it's good business right so these aggregators want to grow and these you know these entrepreneurs know it's the right time to exit so to answer your question Mateo, it's not straightforward it takes weeks and months for it to happen when you're looking at buying a business uh but at the same time it's a massive growth channel for many many companies
2: yeah, yeah so- I, did, I did like i did a transaction that was uh uh, two years of uh, two years of due diligence of uh, compliance legal for a big company which was quoted in in the market. Uh, so two years, that's big. Uh, even if when we are a small and medium company, it's it's not straightforward. Uh, straightforward at all. Also, uh, that uh, we took uh, three months to discuss with uh, the targets. To make sure that legal compliance was good, that we understand each other on the payment, and uh, we we have reached uh, a, a problem at the end because it was hard to pay them, and we finally find the pioneer to to smooth the process, because uh, we need to smooth the process to make most people uh, feel safe. So it's definitely not a straightforward process.
1: Luis, explain us a little bit better, you know, you, you briefly mentioned what TapNation does, okay? Uh, so the, the gaming industry is a space that uh, is all, in fintech, is almost like uh, the, the best kept secret, you know? So very few people understand the implication of, uh, or, or the, the the overlaps between uh, the gaming world and the payments world, uh, and you know, now there is the pay-per-play world. So Explain us a little bit, a little bit, the dynamics of that nation and uh, how specifically you know Pioneer helped you in, condu- in conducting this transaction. Yeah, for, I, hope for, ga- I hope you're a again. I hope you are you a gamer too, Luis? By the way, I'm just curious.
2: I, I, I'm a gamer, but not a big gamer. But sometimes it's good to have somebody which is not a gamer in the in this industry because you can be, uh, you can only. Uh, uh, be focused on passion, so it's good to to have both, and be be more focused on business. Um, yeah, for the gaming industry, um, I mean, it's I think it's a specific industry because it's very international, uh, and so we have a lot of uh, opportunity abroad. So we need to do to to have a partner which allows them to do cross border. And uh, as it's international, we discuss with people with different culture, with different barriers, like it was with, with the Vietnamese. So, so we, we need to understand uh, its culture to, to make the deal
1: in terms of communication. At border we started to interrupt you because I, you know, I, I, I'm i listening to you. I had the pleasure to to meet you in, in, in the show. So it's a, to pay whom and from where?
2: We pay from uh, France to uh, to a country in, in Asia. So because, not,
1: because? Because?
2: Because we buy the, the assets. I mean, we buy an asset to a studio, which was related, located in Asia. And okay. uh, so we have several options to buy it. But it was very difficult because one of them was to find a local bank. In, in, in Vietnam, but it was almost impossible because we need to do partnership with bank in France and in Vietnam.
1: And we the asset, the asset list in this case, was what? Like a, a, a graphic studio or, or like an IP for the game? What was it, the graphic design? What was it? Uh,
2: the asset, it's um, the source code of the game, all the marketing, uh, in games. I mean, all the characters of the game that are transferred, this could be transferred easily because you can transfer by... Uh, uh, through, you send the uh, file, right? Exactly. Uh, whatever. It's just Actually, it's just a file. If you look at the the um, transaction if you compare with other transactions, it's pretty easy because you just transfer a file and after you can make the payments. You just need to to, to make sure payment will be secure, but the, the, the transfer in itself, it could be it's straightforward. It's only... Uh, uh one to three days because you need to have the approval from the platform from uh, the play store like google and ios because we work on mobile but it's pretty straightforward
0: for sure so how how secure then are these transfers? So for instance, I wanted to buy, do the same thing. I had a, a mobile gaming company in the UK and I wanted to buy something from Vietnam because I know Vietnam's massive in the gaming industry. How secure is that transfer of that file? Really? Like how were you scared during the two or three days when you're waiting for that that transfer to come through? How does it work?
2: Yeah, we, so we work with iOS and Google, uh, Android and uh... So the, the the transfer can take from uh, two days to five days to be effective. So uh, in this uh, uh, transaction, we have an issue because if we pay before, uh, the, the the seller can, can cancel the transfer and we lose the money. So in this situation, like, as we have two or five days of uh, painting payout, let's say, uh, we need to be sure that money will get to the to the seller, but also the asset will uh, go to to our account.
0: Makes sense.
1: So does it mean that? Uh, and, and and I know that uh, this is like a part of uh, uh, like the 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 side offering, you know, for this type of deals. But you need some sort of escrow services, right? Uh, and even if you don't call it this way, but uh, the, I think that Pioneer is almost playing the, the the guarantor, you know, of this of this transaction. Right? You can both comment.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's good to have a, a third party to make people feel safe about the the payment and transfer. And uh, Pioneer play uh, this role during the, the transaction, but also help on the compliance on uh, the. Uh, knowledge of uh, customer because Pioneer was the link, was the supplier for uh, that nation, for the day to day, and also for uh, our um, our target. So we both know uh, Pioneer, and as it's uh, well known and quoted, it's uh, a safe third party.
0: Yeah. And, and just to add to that, Louis, I think, you, you know, you've kind of, maybe you've taken my job now because you explained it very, very well. <laughs> but literally, if you think about, you know, a company like Pioneer, where we do a deep KYC on all of our customers, especially our big customers like Tap Nation and the, the company that was in Vietnam, we know everything that we need to know about these companies from a business perspective, right? And we know who the ultimate UBOs are, et cetera. We know the line of business. We know exactly what they do. So, you know, when when Louis came to us and Tap Nation came to us and said, "Hey, we need to make this transfer. We need to buy a, an asset worth, you know, a lot of money in Asia, in Vietnam," we felt confident that we could we could guarantee that the their target over there was a was, was a, a genuine company that was involved in gaming that they did have the asset. We felt confident confident in in helping Louis and Tap Nation make this transfer because we knew them. And obviously, we got to know Tap Nation on the other side. So even though we don't offer what you would call an escrow service, we don't offer that formally, we're not an escrow company. But at the same time, you know, Tap Nation were able to purchase this asset and knew that they could send the funds and we could actually hold the funds essentially and have them there ready for when the asset was actually delivered to Tap Nation. And we could actually make, we could make it coordinate a bit like ballet. We could coordinate it and make it safe for both the company, the target company as well as Tap Nation. And that's a really, really powerful thing, you know, when you've got a company that really does a due diligence on businesses and actually understands both businesses. I guess it almost, in a way, Matteo, sounds like, you know, every company should do their business through Payoneer, and then all of a sudden everything's protected. I'm not saying that. I'd love that. It's never going to happen, um, but in this case, in these situations here, in this acquisition of an important asset, you know, using that payment platform, where both our customers really made a lot of sense. now, see, now I'm curious about one thing. So suppose
1: that uh, you know, Louis now has to buy an asset in Malawi, or you know, in a in a let's say, in a, a little bit more remote, like uh, countries where maybe financial infrastructure, you know, or even you don't yet have uh, like a, a, a banking partner, right? So can you build, this is like a, I, I swear to my auditors, this is a not prepared, is not a commercial question. I'm not making actually, you know, trying uh, maybe even if I should, I'm not trying to make binary look good. I'm actually generally curious about it. And you will tell why. This is all about the creators' economies and and, and new frontiers. So can you do this in any country? And if it is a country where you haven't worked with yet,
0: you know, I I'm curious about both sides, you know, of the of the story. Tosin. Thank you for that. So this is the point where you know normally if you're on TV live, TV you've got an earpiece and your your director's <laughs> telling you what the answer is. And I don't see. I don't <laughs> yeah, have yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Okay. This is all live, guys.
0: So, Louis, I'm I'm going to get you later for this one, but <laughs> genuinely, uh, we operate. Not Louis, sorry, Mateo. I'm going to get you later, uh, but genuinely, we operate in at least 200 countries globally. We generally have two banking partners um, in each country that we operate in. So to answer your question if it's in one of the three major world currencies if if the transaction is going to be you know if say for instance you know tap nation again is trying to buy an asset in malawi if it's in usd euros or gbp we can we can actually you know facilitate the deal and again vigorous kyc of the target for of tap nation in malawi we already know who Tap Nation are now. You know a business that's growing from strength to strength, so we can do it. And you know, preferably in USD, that would be our currency of choice. Uh, and it's essentially a wire transfer. And again, we go for the normal due diligence and we would make it happen. So, uh, Louise, food for thought. If you've got a company you've got a target in Malawi, do let us know if we can help you out. <laughs> yes, okay. we can. <laughs>
1: so, guys, I think that, that what we should do is. Uh, Let's make a short break right now because what I want to talk about when we come back is the opportunities that uh, this is like to me is a B two B creators economy. You know, people think of creators economy like the guys from Fever. You know, the this guy that gives you makes your little logo for fifteen dollars, and which is a very difficult transaction to make if you know the guys in India. And, and the guy who is uh, like uh, commissioning the work uh, is somewhere else. There are like a currency problem, and etc. etc. This is almost like the same transaction, but on steroids. That's why I almost want to call it the B2B Creators Economy. We'll start from this and the opportunity that is, uh, is generating. Stay with us. We are taking a break.
2: Let's talk about the future of payments. Your Breaking Payments exclusive series is here, and we are ready to showcase how Fintech has deconstructed the payments industry and is rebuilding it seamlessly as an embedded experience for the client. Stay tuned for new episodes every month on Breaking Banks Europe.
1: Hey, guys, welcome back. Uh, episode 150. This time is going to be the first sentence I'm going to pronounce. We are here with Tozin and Luis talking about, uh, uh, I want to say, digi- digitization and uh, process improvement uh, for uh, M&As. And uh, we talked about uh, you know the specific operation that Top Nation performed with Pioneer. But it is almost like uh, this is an incipit for something so much bigger and so much different you know in the world of in the world of payments which is uh, what we call the creator's economy the only difference as we were saying at the end of uh, uh, the first part of the show is that these are no small transactions right and uh, the fact that now we anyone can produce content and a company like yours can buy it without any frontiers. You know, are, how global are you guys, one? And second, how were you performing uh, these operations before? You are the CFO. You must have lost your hair, you know, before someone like Pioneer, uh, you know, went into the game, no? Yeah, I almost
2: lost my hair, that's right. And, um, yeah, we, we performed this in uh, in other countries, but it was uh, for... Uh, a less significant amount of uh, of, uh, of cash for sure. So, uh, we need to have a more a secure process and uh, so a, a more structure because also the, the targets didn't want to use a non safe uh, uh, solution and you want to structure everything like us. So, the, it was um, definitely good to use Pioneer for this. I mean, we, we could not do the the transaction, uh, sincerely, without this, uh, because uh, it, it makes safe both parties.
0: Like just thinking about that, so imagine, right, your your business, Louis, and you know your your your, your you you guys are a successful business from what I can see in Tap Nation. already a successful business, and when you're doing maybe one of the biggest acquisitions of the business's career, so or history, so to speak, it's interesting that you actually found a new provider to do this transaction. Or in a way, I would have thought you would have used the existing provider because that's more safe, right? How did you kind of come to that? Yeah, that's almost quite scary for me, like the opposite of what I would expect, right? But also I think that the target, we need to know where the targets, and also we have like um,
2: a, a very significant uh, cultural barrier when we communicate with them. Uh, so we didn't feel very safe to do the transaction in a normal way with banking, and uh, so we we wanted to have something which is close to escrow. So I think communication is gone in this kind of transaction is very key, and uh, as the communication was not good, we we decided to do something more secure, and uh, it was definitely uh, to use uh, Pioneer
1: as a third party. Uh, okay. How did you guys find each other? And now I'm super curious. I mean, because you can't really like go and do a knock knock. VR Vietnam. Is there any transaction we can perform from uh, from Paris? You know that we can help you with. How did you guys find each other, Louis? Uh, uh,
2: I mean, we we look at all the digital payments, and uh, I mean, for sure we we found the pioneer, and we. We try to see if they can uh, feel uh, fit our needs, and at the end of the day, uh, they the success to um, uh, they to 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 find a co- customized proposal for us because they understood our our situation, and uh, we then we make the, the we make the deal.
0: And just just to add to that. I'm in a way kind of surprised that you found us for this because typically when I look at our website, the, the things that Payoneer, Payoneer is quite, quite a humble company, I guess, and, you know, testament to our CEOs that we have. And we don't really advertise the fact that we're involved in m activity. When people think about Payoneer, they think about like that digital economy, they think about freelancers, maybe they think about Amazon sellers. And in many cases, that's probably about it. Maybe you might think about us and the eBay deal and us taking over PayPal of eBay, but you kind of see that on one huge side over there, and then freelancers and, uh, and Amazon sellers. So actually, finding out that we could do this is testament to you, Louis, because I don't know how you found out that we can do this, but just just so everyone knows, we do actually get involved in the MA activity.
1: Yeah, uh, we knock uh, uh, on the
2: door to see if it's possible or not. And the end, it was. So it's was good
1: so i have I have a follow up question on, on on this like on on, on the process right because uh, you, you know uh, tosin you have uh, you have built uh rails uh, in like uh, over two hundred countries okay to and from great but one thing is building the payment rails and the other thing is uh, or or another pair of shoes is actually performing the due diligence you know on the specific company and uh, some of it, uh, you know, hopefully can be done through APIs to, for example, you know, local databases, you know, that uh, can give you, you know, in some cases, open banking might be of help. Okay. In some other cases, especially for exotic, uh, for exotic countries, you know, it might not be that easy. So how much of the, of the like background work, you know, is, uh, it is possible to digitize and how much of it is like a pure hard hardcore research because at the end of the day you are the safeguarder you know of the of the transaction
0: yeah that's a that is a massive point and yeah i do that because my team daily uh works with the compliance team uh the kyc team like the customer care team to basically get customers on board so it is a massive operation here at pioneer i can't quote direct the numbers but i'm pretty sure we have 500 plus people really working within these teams compliance and you know kyc teams to really get you know i think we serve about 5 million customers so each one of those customers you know as part of our banking license we have to review people's accounts make sure you know we're, we're confident who they say they are so you know review you know, lines of business review websites, review, you know, their company statements, like it's a massive operation, I tell you, it really, really is. So it's something that a lot of it is automated. If you think about in the UK, for instance, we have um a website called company's house and yeah have an api you can grab that data from company's house so if tap nation was in the uk for instance very quickly we can find out who they are what they do you know who the cfo is this guy called louis that's on the call of us right now so we know in france there's a i, I don't know the name louis i'm not going to say the french like i'm going to get it wrong but france has a similar thing germany has a similar thing right but in you know in the developing world or developing countries like pakistan or india for instance. Instance, you know, it's not quite the same, but again, as a global payments company, we have to put things in place to be able to grab the right data from these different companies. And like I say, it's a massive operation. And maybe we're fortunate in some countries it's more automated than others. But you know, you can definitely trust Payoneer that Payoneer will do our due diligence to make sure we understand these these um, each business that comes in. And again, you know, like Louis' experience has been that you know we were. We knew who the target company was. We knew everything about them. And actually, the great thing, again, was that there was an account manager that we had in Vietnam uh-huh. that was working with the target. Right, Louis? So, we Pioneer were a- guy. A- you a- mean a-, a-, a pioneer guy in Vietnam you had? Correct. So, I mean, Louis can talk more on that, but there was a a guy, one of my colleagues, great guy actually, who was in Vietnam and he was talking to the target who was his customer. And then, you know, Louis was working with one of my colleagues, Hamza, in France, who was talking to Louis. It was almost like, it's it's almost like a boxing match. Nah, maybe not a boxing match, right, Louis? But it's almost like, you know.
2: Kind of,
0: kind of, yeah. Kind of, right? (laughs) Like, Tap Nation, the target, both has their, like, promoter next to them trying to negotiate the deal and then it all comes together. So it was really quite a pretty thing, to be honest.
2: Yeah, it was good that you have a lot of resource of data. We don't have because, you know, that, So I mean, still we are worrying a lot, but we don't have a lot, a lot of resource, I mean, less than you. So it's good that you can have uh, more detailed information on the targets. And also that's one uh, your account manager knows well the targets, so we feel safe also and it was very funny that because I discussed with my account manager that discussed with the account manager of the target so it makes the it makes the transaction uh, smooth as possible and a uh, good for the communication which was the, the key point in this transaction
1: louis i'm i'm curious about uh, so th- this is uh, uh, did are we the three of us collectively calling this operation an m and a because you bought uh, both the code and the company or you know, or it happens so that you can also buy, for example, you know, source code from an individual, you know, somewhere else. And, 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 and I'm curious, or how do you approach, uh, you know, this type of uh, transactions? And I'm also curious whether or not uh, this one in Vietnam was uh, one of the most uh, exotic Louis operation that you had to perform.
2: Yeah, that was more uh, an asset deal. I mean, if you look at m you have two two kinds of uh, deals. It's a uh, asset deal or share deal. Uh, I, I I I say that I have an experience in m and in advisory. It was mostly on share deal for big deal. Uh, for sure, asset deal it's easier because you don't you only buy assets. But for example, we we bought an asset that's. Um, uh, stand for I think uh, 70% of the margin of the company. So it's not it's a very significant asset. I mean for sure there will be the new assets, but we almost buy like 70% of the company uh, in terms of, of uh, profitability. And uh, yes, was a very exotic um, uh, experience because we I mean to, to to make the transaction, we went to Vietnam also two weeks. To, to meet the the company, uh, the owner, and uh, so we we stand there uh, uh, at least four days with them, like have dinner to make some discussion to to understand the targets and if it if he is safe or not. So yeah, it was a very good expense, and um, at, and also um, we went there uh, also because we uh, as discussed with Hamza, He say okay, that's a, very huge transaction. You should go there. Uh, you should meet them. Uh, it will be better for the transaction. Actually, we did at the end, and it was good advice from him. And it was very necessary to do it because I said, that for a uh, um, transaction abroad, I think the the main issue is communication, and commu- communication was an issue from the beginning, and we almost. Uh, as a jibricer because of this.
1: Tosin, on the on the pioneer uh from the pioneer perspective you know what's the what's the main difference in terms of uh, I want to say checkpoints you know between uh, an an asset deal and, and a share deal.
0: So what we normally see and Louis right right what we normally see is a share deal that's what we normally see. So Payoneer is actually, weirdly enough, less involved when it comes to a share deal, because we let the companies, we work with the, the purchaser normally, again, like Tap Nation, even though it was an asset deal, we normally work with the purchaser. We, so we say from our side, what can we help you do? Where are they located? What's the payment going to be? We just make sure from our side that, you know, we have vetted the company. And we're okay to make the transaction happen. So from the pioneer side, it's quite straightforward. We're like, hey, hey, we're the payments experts. Don't ask us to do anything else. We're (laughs) not going to provide our lawyers. We can't help you with that. If we know the person, great. And generally, we know the person. We encourage people to actually bring the, the, the asset or the target on board as a company so we can do due diligence and help you in a way. So it's actually like an extra service we provide, if they become a customer, then we can. you know that we've done due diligence and it will work. But it's mostly share deals that we deal with, and it's really the payment piece that we deal with, right? So even if, if they become a customer, for sure, we will do some due diligence and we'll know about them. And, you know, we're not going to necessarily say to Louis, oh, I wouldn't do that deal if I was you. But, you know, uh, my colleague Hamster definitely did say, hey, go and visit them just to reassure yourselves. And they spent four days there. And I'm sure, like Louis said, it was worth it. But when it comes, whether it's an asset or a share deal, it doesn't really make any difference to us. It's really about us uh, making sure the funds can go through, making sure the funds are secure. And that's what we do as a world-class payments company. Our focus is really on the payments. And that, that really is what we do. I so, think the,
1: the difference
0: well, more
2: from outside side is more risky.
0: Well the difference between that, the share and the asset.
2: Yeah, for, for the share deal is the it's more risky from our side. We need to do more diligence for uh for share deal because you 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 buy all the companies, so you need to look to understand local uh, local tax, local compliance, so it's more difficult.
0: Makes sense, makes sense. So Louis a uh, hey, uh, I'm
1: going to ask you to explain this for uh, non-technicians, right? Because I'm trying to put myself uh, in the 80% of the non-specialists, you know, of our couple of million auditors, uh, no pressure here in Europe. And, uh, you know, having worked for Swift uh, uh, for 13 years, you know, Louis, what, I'm pretty sure that uh, a part of, of our auditors is asking, wait a second, Louis, come on. You are a big company in France, you know, very well-developed company, great banking system. You could have called any bank in France and say, listen, you know, the, or the banks that you have your millions, you know, in uh, on. and you could say, okay, we need to do a transaction in, Viet- in Vietnam. I am pretty sure that you guys have a correspondent bank over there, you know, and uh, sort of engineer the, uh, yourself, right? So what is the, why haven't you done this? And why, uh, you know, how c- could you, because I I know the answer, of course, I'm cheating. Otherwise, I would not be working for three for 10 years. But there are a lot of people who understand less this business, you know, and they say, okay, why do we need a third party? It's just because, uh, you know, you can have a more personalized uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, customer service, <laughs> Is because of security. Is because uh, they are a one-stop shop to take care of all the counterparties. What are the main reasons, Louis?
2: We could we could use also an investment banker uh, to make the deal, but we we chose to do it internally. And for the for the bank, I mean, it's pretty hard to to. I mean, we. We ask our our bank, our local bank in France. I mean, they are not only local but international. If they have a, a branch in Vietnam, and it was a very long internal process to, to get an answer, and uh, finally <laughs> it was not possible.
1: Just I mean, to, just to figure out whether or not they could do business in Vietnam. <laughs> that was.
2: <one. laughs> I have a very good relationship with my bank, so no notion for this. When I mean, it, I mean it was. It was not suitable for this deal, I think, because we need to be fast. And we also need to have somebody which is known by each party. And for, for example, p was known by each party, used by each party. I mean, we, we use it less than the, the, the targets. And uh, so, so it, was, it, was, um, it was a good uh, third party for this process. And also, I mean, the digital digital aspects was very uh, easy. I just have to push on a button and I received the the money quickly, more than uh, I think it was uh, almost uh, uh, 20 hours or less, but it was very quick. And so it was a perfect fit for the for the for the deal.
0: You, are you sure it was 20 hours? I thought you were going to say 20 I minutes. I think maybe literally. it
2: was less. I don't remember, but you was <laughs> <must> very quick.
0: <laughs> no, fair enough. I mean, what I'm kind of surprised that your bank kind of had to... You've got a great relationship with your bank, so it's all good. I'm not complaining. But I'm surprised that it took them a while to work out whether they could do it. And even then, they in the end, they didn't really... They couldn't really do it. I mean, because technically speaking, Payoneer works on all the banking rails, right? We've, but I guess the difference with us is we've set up those of local relationships, so we work essentially locally along the banks. Um, so I guess we would have, yeah, I guess we have two banking partners in every country. So it's slightly different, but yeah, quite a surprise at that, really. Just in
1: one maybe super last last uh, uh, question. So in in this case, you know, we had an operation from. Uh, I want to say Western country, you know, super well-organized, you know, standard currency. Sometimes well-organized, sometimes well-organized. Exactly. And on the other side, uh, I want to say a a, a developing country with maybe a less uh, uh, articulated, say, banking system, you know. And so how this is different from making, indeed, a vietnam india operations for for you guys who like uh, technically a, an, an american israeli company right or like now global but you see what i mean in terms of culture
0: i mean we have at the last count 24 25 offices globally right and vietnam's a, a major hub for us so we are truly global in that respect so even though it's like you might see it so you you're an international guy anyway but you might see it as like west and and more developing but we all see it as one it's all one because we are local we are like a world's local payment payment um provider so it's kind of like, ah, oh, it's just another day in the office for us. You know, we're, Vietnam, India, no problem. We've got you. We've got you covered. And that's really how Payoneer prides itself. Like, we are local to everyone. And, you know, in the developing markets where a lot of companies or payment providers really don't want to touch it because it's it's tricky, it's hard, it requires more due diligence. We're willing to, for SMBs globally, we're willing to go the extra mile, the extra yard to make sure that they can get paid and pay, right? So, Again, it's not, whether it's Vietnam or it's Nigeria, or it's Pakistan, it's Bangladesh, it's Iceland, we don't care. We want to be able to provide those payment wells for people to pay and get paid. So it can be trickier. For sure, there's probably people more senior than me that have more sleepless nights, making sure it, it's the machine is oiled and ready to go. But we love what we do here at Payoneer, and, and that's not going to change. Guys, thank you very much for having shed
1: the light to a business that is, uh, you know, more on the background, okay? And at the same time, fascinating because, uh, indeed, the globalization of the economy and the fact that digital assets are, in in the true sense, you know, are becoming so more pervasive, you know, in in the business uh, that uh, this... uh, Payment rails combined with uh, a global reach becomes, uh, you know, more and more essential. Tozin, Louis, thank you very much for being with us. Uh, Episode 150. I'm thrilled for this conversation. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. That was uh, Breaking Payments Pioneer, and it's a wrap